Well, Mary Hayes Greco, here we are on another recording of the Rise and Thrive show podcast. So nice to be with you again. Yeah, I'm Erin Warhol, and I uh, love talking with Mary on this podcast and asking her all sorts of questions and exploring the self-mastery tools that you share in your workshops and your classes and your books. So today we have a special thing that we're doing. Um, You started a new class. That's right. I started a a 16-week long journey of class on Zoom called My Beautiful Life in which we explore self-mastery tools and ideas in kind of four-week chunks. And um, I did it last winter, and it was just such a a warm piece of light in my week (laughs) and everyone else's week that was in the class. It was a really nice way to get through the winter with good company. And um, so I did it again this year. And uh, uh, as ever in teaching my groups, every group is different. And... Mm -hmm they kind of call out different facets of the material from me. So uh, it's, I I sometimes I'm curious about what am I going to (laughs) say? Yeah. Well, in this class, it's Saturday mornings and it's about two and a half hours long on Zoom. It's a great group of people. And part of the class is you, you, you do a lecture and we record that. And then the people in the class get a cop, you know, they get an audio file of that lecture, but um, we decided that we'd take a few a few moments from that from that talk that you gave, and then bring them onto the podcast and talk further about them. That's right. And uh, in the class, also, I'll say that the group does quite a bit of sharing and processing with each other mm. as as a large group, and also in a small group of two. People love that. They love it. They're, they're, <laughs> people are lonely. <laughs> And and interested in meeting other growth-oriented people and kind of, you know, adding some um, variety and change in our our people landscape here Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. So so that's been been really nice, but we don't share um, people's personal stuff on our podcast, but I'm just, I'm just wanting to mention that if anyone listening feels called to this class, I'd still let you in. Mm-hmm. I'd still let you ride. The door is wide open. You could come in. You could just <laughs> yeah. find out about it on my website, maryhaysgreco.com, and we'll talk mm-hmm. from my Yeah, well, um, so whenever we start off, because I've, I've been with you in many classes and you start a new class and it's always like, oh, I wonder what Mary's going to talk about. <laughs> and for so this first class, you really were laying the foundation of what is self-mastery, which is a really good question. And a lot of times people who've gone through your workshops, including myself, you, you might even be halfway through it and go, wait, what is self-mastery again? What is what this? What are we saying Why do we call here? This? What is it? What is the path of mastery? What what do we mean by that? And what is the goal of it? And what are the tools um, that we need to employ in order to really master the challenge of our own individual life? So I'm going to go ahead and play this audio clip, Mary, mm-hmm. and then uh, we can we'll have you respond to it. Okay. Here you go. So so mastery is knowing who you are as a personality getting to know who you are as a soul and in one of the wellsprings of what informs me here is psychosynthesis psychology which says i am a soul i am a light grounded in a personality a person a creature a mammal a socialized being 
and I am learning how to heal and clarify this personality so this light of my soul and their gifts can shine out, can be of service in the world. Yeah, so that I love that definition, Mary, of what what you say, a soul illumined personality. And I think, you know, talk a little bit more about that, um, that that's kind of the goal, right? Yes, I think so. And this is what we look to when we have heroes, uh, when we have um, people that we admire, um, role models, mentors, uh, people from history, saints. When I was little, I was very interested in, in studying the lives of saints, and I'm still interested in studying the lives of saints. I've been rereading the life of um, Yogananda recently. And uh, these are people, these are our um, they're like beacons, human beacons that are, are showing us who, who and what we can be, what we can mm. be. And when Jesus walked, he says, all these things that I'm doing, you can do and more. I'm trying to show you your full potential when you become a light. So uh, self-mastery in, in more workaday terms, as I just said, is like, what are we doing? Well, we're getting to know ourselves. We're healing our wounds and filling in the deficits of our upbringing and training. Um, we're dispelling our fears. We're developing our gifts. And we're trying to discern our purposes, which exists in a variety of facets. And, and learning how we come to serve the world with the light and energy that is truly um, our own. And in, in the yoga path that I study in, they say, God dwells within you as you. And so the goal of being on a path of mastery is to clarify and polish this personality. So it's kind of like a nice, good, clean lamp. And the soul is the light inside the lamp. Oh, I love, I love that image. That's beautiful. That's a good way to think about it. So also in that clip, you talked about psychosynthesis and probably most people, unless they've been in your class, haven't heard of that before. I know it's one of the best kept secrets on the planet. If you ask me, yeah. it's, it's a, uh, it's a model uh, of psychology that was developed uh, throughout the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. And uh, its founder, Dr. Roberto Asagioli, was a remarkable mind, a remarkable soul, too, a saintly person, I think, mm -hmm. um, and a brilliant mind. And he, he developed this, um, I guess you would call it a human potential psychology, mm -hmm. way long before it was popular, way long before mm -hmm. the positive psychology movement. Dr. Sagioli was really in love with humanity's potential and what we may be, what could we be? If we learned how to manage this thing, if we learned how to be a human being, which is not an easy thing to do. And uh, so he developed this uh, beautifully articulated psychology called psychosynthesis, which shows that we are a personality which needs to be um, healed and developed and a soul which needs to be grounded in the personality and which is guiding the personality in its healing. So um, it's a really, I just find it an exciting model and I study it year after year. I feel like I know Dr. Sagioli, but I've never met him. He, you know, he died in, back in 1974, I believe. 
but uh, I feel like he's my grandfather or something. Mm. I have studied his his thoughts so long, and I feel like his his spirit is smiling upon me, upon my work, because it's the the root, the foundation of the forgiveness work I've been teaching for thirty years. Oh yeah, yeah. And in your classes, when we're in person, you always bring this wonderful painting you have of him um, that shows the twinkle in his eye, mm -hmm. and that idea that somebody who, and he had, he had a lot of challenges and difficulties in his own life. And he went through world war two and lost his only son and mm -hmm. was imprisoned in a Nazi prison for a while in solitary confinement. Yeah. He knew, he knew some things. And yet he is joyful and has that spark of light in his eye that just, I think reveals that life hasn't run him over. Like that's one of the things that I always think about with these tools and different, different approaches people take to healing. It's sort of like, you know, things can happen to a person, bad things. You can go through terrible um, traumas and, and even atrocities and human beings have the ability to heal and learn and grow from them and still have wonderful lives, which is just to me, the most amazing thing. We are amazing. We really are. And that is partly because we are both personality and soul mm. and that the personality can get pretty bashed up in the things that happen to us in our lives. Yet the soul, if there's even just this tiny strand of connection to that higher self, it is providing resource and companions and guidance and teachings and healing all along the way. And it keeps bringing us forward. And we really, human beings are really among the most resilient creatures. It's, we're amazing. I, I want to ask you a couple of questions that, about that, because sometimes you hear people say things like, oh, that experience was soul crushing. Mm. And I always sort of wince at that because I don't know that the soul can be crushed, but how do you, how do you look at that, Mary? I know I have the same reaction to that because the way I hold it for myself and it keeps me positive and full of hope is that my soul can't be crushed. My soul remains whole and detached and um, uh, witnessing, lovingly witnessing the dramas that are really temporarily for a while crushing my personality. And the soul is sharing uh, light and healing and um, pathways into that poor uh, fraught situation. So that's how I like to think of it. I think, I mean, it is possible. I, I know this from uh, my limited exposure to shamanism, where they say it's possible for a soul to be in a moment of such trauma that it gets shattered for a while. And it kind of like has to come back together. The pieces mm -hmm. have to come back together. And they have this process called soul retrieval, where they the shaman goes and gets the the piece of soul that got lost back when you were seven years old or back when you were you know younger and brings it back home and it kind of increases its wholeness so there's kind of two ways of looking at it but i i think when people say soul crushing they're just really they're really trying to talk about how deeply um wounded they feel mm -hmm. in almost to their essence as they understand it mm -hmm. but um i guess we get to believe what we want to believe mm -hmm. and i i choose to believe that my soul remains intact and whole no matter what my person is going through 
Yeah. And that's what I think too. And that it's maybe the personality that has been crushed. Mm-hmm. But, oh, and um, I know that experience. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that my personality has been absolutely shattered a few mm-hmm. times yeah. and it came back together on new ground slowly because I, I retained a connection to my soul, mm-hmm. which helped me. Well, okay. So one more question about this. When, when you hear somebody say, oh, so-and-so is a lost soul, or, you know, that mm. person seems like they're a lost soul. What, what do you think they're getting at there? What does mm. that sort of just, yeah, they, people do say that, but you know what I would, I would say, whoa, that person is lost from their soul. Mm. You know, it's, yeah, it, yeah they're lost, but they're, I would say they're a lost personality in that they have lost their connection to their soul. The soul doesn't go anywhere. It's there. It's, it's tagging along with you, waiting for you to notice it again and waiting for you to ask for help again, waiting for you to see the signs and feel the, the moments of love and, and attendance that it's bringing. But people can get lost from their souls. And once they turn towards it again and start asking and start um, the conversation again between soul and personality, it's not long before those tiny little miracles start happening that gives you hope and makes you feel less lost. And, and I would say uh, when you're teaching the self-mastery tools and you're helping people learn how, how they can first, that they can become soul illumined personalities, that that's even possible. And then what are the tools that can, and what are the attitudes and perspectives that, that you want to embrace along that path of healing, then, then people begin kind of getting on, they, they start changing and showing up in the world different, right? That's true. It's true. And you can really see it in people. If you, if you just only sensitize your sight a little bit, you can look around at the people that you meet in a day or people that are in your family and get a sense of who's connected, who's not connected. You get that sense of uh, presence and subtle strength in somebody who is soul connected, even if they're having a hard day. And you get the sense of, oh boy, they're lost from their soul. Uh, there's something empty about this person, even though they're acting all confident. It's, it's a subtle thing, but I think it's something we recognize. Yeah. Well, in the the lecture you gave last Saturday at the class, you talked about what you experienced when you when you met Dr. Edith Stauffer, your your teacher, your mentor who taught you the forgiveness method that now you teach, and you described what it was like to see her, to put eyes on her for the first time, and I'm I'm going to just uh, play the little clip of that. I was walking down this hillside to the cafeteria for lunch, and there was a person walking down to lunch too, ahead of me. She was ahead of me by about oh, 15 or 20 feet. It was an old woman, about five foot tall with snowy white hair and a, a pink suit, a pink jacket and pants thing, and little old lady shoes, you know, the kind of shoes that old ladies wore in the old days that, you know, kind of lace up, sort of nun shoes. Uh, she was walking down and I was walking behind her and I was really struck by the difference of her energy and my energy. She was walking in this soft, expanded state, completely 100% present to the day and to herself in the day. 
she had this soft smile on her face like you see Buddha has, you know, this kind of soft smile. And she was just walking along kind of steadily. But I had a sense as she walked along that she had a will inside her. She had a will of steel inside all this softness. And I could see how she was just, uh, like whatever she set out to accomplish was most likely going to happen. And most likely going to happen in this graceful way, in this kind of easy, soft, you know, rolling along with resilience way. I got all of that just watching her walk down the path ahead of me. Wow, that's quite an image. I think it's, it'll be with me my whole life. Yeah. How long ago was that? Well, that was in 1986. Okay. And I was in my early 30s and home with a two-year-old and uh, really seeking my sense of life purpose. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I had prayed a lot about that um, and had a sense that I was going to meet somebody important um, and and then I did I was then I did and my I kind of feel like my sort of like Dorothy at the beginning of the yellow brick road you know <laughs> where she looks down and the it's uncurling at her feet it's kind of that's kind of what happened for me and my life purpose when I met Edith suddenly my feet were on the yellow brick road yeah, and and you uh, you go on to explain that you signed you basically just wanted to take whatever class she was teaching and signed up for it, and then oh my goodness, she was teaching a workshop on forgiveness. I was so dismayed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was really willing to go to class with this this old woman who I felt like I wanted to just follow like a puppy and sit next to and and learn whatever she knows in order to be that gracious and that peaceful. And so I, I said, yeah, I'm going to sign up for whatever classes she's teaching in town. And it was forgiveness. And I'm like, oh, forgiveness. I hate forgiveness. <laughs> I don't want to take a class in forgiveness. But I guess I'll go and see what she has to say about that. And it was absolutely life-changing. And um, I started my, my healing in earnest at that first workshop with Edith when I forgave the, the Catholic school system of Chicago <laughs> and really cleared a piece of uh, oppression out of my out of my being and uh, kind of went on from there. That's great. Yeah. So in your self-mastery um, concept or your your approach to self-mastery and the tools that you teach, I mean, forgiveness is just a huge part of that. It's central. Yeah. Yeah. And I was telling you, I, there was a book that is real popular, this woman who has a big Instagram following, and I, I don't know enough about her to know yet whether, um, how, how good it is, how worthwhile it is. And I was telling you, Mary, that I was going to kind of study up and get back to you, but I did go ahead and look in the index and she didn't even have the word forgiveness in the index. And I thought, well, how good a healing can this be if it doesn't include forgiveness? <laughs> I know, I know. It's 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 like this gigantic omission in yeah. in training. Uh, I I can't believe I've I've been training clergy and psychologists for a number of years now in my model of forgiveness, and I ask them, I ask the audience, so who who started took a course in forgiveness during seminary? Not a hand, really. 
your your Christian ministers, you've gone to Christian seminaries. It was the central message of Jesus when he walked the earth, unconditional love and forgiveness. And nobody ever taught you guys how to do it. <laughs> Same with psychology is like all about healing the psyche, but uh, where's forgiveness? And this is where why um, psychosynthesis psychology is so valuable because it's a spiritual psychology mm -hmm. and it includes the soul. And it is the you know the foundation of this method of forgiveness which which works the wound out of your personality and then calls the healing energy from the soul to heal that that part of you and um, it's really uh, remarkable and it, it, yeah it, I still feel like uh, there's this amazing and baffling emptiness and and uh, resistance that people have towards the idea of forgiveness, some kind well, of a misunderstanding about it. Yeah. And I think, you know, and we'll go on more about this as we follow your class through the 16, the whole 16 weeks, but um, the idea that, well, that it's not just an idea. So like, there's a, there's a concept there that it's like, you're grappling with trying to learn, but then you're also trying to bring it into the body. And how do you do it? And how do you bring healing energy in? And how, you know, how do you move in your life in a new way that's a masterful way? And that's the part that I think people just, when they start learning these ideas and concepts and practices from you, it's like everyone gets on board with it and is excited because they feel different in their life. Like they're still the their same person, but they are um, walking in the world differently and in a different way yeah. and the answer to all those things you just said is how this how that is a method there's mm -hmm. actually a method there's mm -hmm. a process it's got eight steps they always work <laughs> you do this one first and this one second and this one third and it actually works um, a wound out of your system and brings more of your soul into your system and I'm very fresh with this right now because I just a couple hours ago on Zoom um, worked with somebody at a distance in a different state who was carrying a very big story mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of facets to it and it had really impacted his health uh, greatly. He had, had had a terrible health journey and in the method and the approach to doing forgiveness of this part of his life we start with the body and his body felt nauseous and you know high blood pressure and uh, ache in his heart and his belly whatever it's where we started where did we end we ended with him feeling very peaceful and optimistic and in touch with his higher self and nothing hurt his belly didn't hurt anymore oh that's great it, and his heart hurry. didn't hurt anymore. It physically <laughs> changed. So it's so it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful to watch real healing happen. And it's not that far away. It's not that strange. It really can happen. There's a method. There's a way. Sometimes, however, I feel like the best kept secret in America with this with this work because it's so it's so powerful. And yet, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like uh, a lot of people discover it. Well, I, I think people discover it when they need it. People discover it when they've tried everything else. <laughs> That's true. I've seen a lot of I've tried everything else people in yeah. my practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. That's fine. They get there. Um, okay. Well, I think let's, let's wrap up here, but I'm wondering if there's anything more you want to say about um, the class you're offering on Zoom and 
It's on Saturday mornings. And yeah, the class is on Saturday mornings, um, 10 a.m. Central Time, because I'm in Minneapolis. Although uh, one class is on Sunday, the next class is on on Sunday on the 23rd. And uh, you can join for the whole thing, or you can join four weeks at a time. And it's uh, it's very safe. It's very confidential. It's very friendly quietly so no and, homework um, unless you want to do a homework yes there's no homework unless you want to there's recommended readings and uh certain things to listen to if you want but you can just show up cold but friendly and open and um ready to see what the class brings and uh i usually when i do my my program my mastery program i i have a you know, committed attendance, and I don't let people come and go because I want the group to be really safe. Uh, I still want the group to be really safe, but in these pandemic times, I find people are so, uh, um, what's the word, so hesitant to make some commitments, mm, uh, yeah. you know, and um, uh, and yet they really need this stuff. So I decided I would I would allow um, people to join, sign up late you know, and you can listen to recordings to catch up and yeah. we will work you in. So, yeah, and, you and can, I just want to say, I, yeah. we, we were both a little unsure last year about how well it would work to do zoom, how to do these groups or do a workshop on zoom. It works amazingly well. I know. I was it's, surprised. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, oh, well, it'll be kind of a nice class, but you know, I'm really going to miss the group experience, but it had a group experience. Yeah. They, the group came together. So People really want different. to be in a circle. Yeah. yeah, and someday we'll be in person again, Mary. I know we, we will. We'll hug each other and we'll go to lunch together. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yes. So if people want to find out about it, they can go to maryhaysgreco.com and um, look on the homepage and you'll see information on how to sign up. Yeah, and your other website is forgivenesstraining.com. Yeah. Okay, well, good to talk with you, Mary, and uh, we'll... Uh, close thing our conversation right there but um, it's always fun to hear your ideas and get more thinking about self-mastery and how to walk in the world that's right and i'll see you light. next week in class aaron okay sounds good bye